Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax in knowing they'll soon be there. Now at Staples, you get 15% off UPS shipping services and 15% off all shipping supplies. Plus, Staples is open seven days a week. So you can ship around your schedule this holiday. And still get everything out in time while spending less. Staples, there's a whole lot in store this holiday. Exclusions apply. In-store only. See associate for details. Ends 12-29-18. Welcome In a moment You will meet someone Who will take you on a mystery's journey From all over the world From all over the world Ladies and gentlemen Jeff Wilson with Wilson Biker Gear out of Fort Worth, Texas. He was established in 1980 over at the Stockyards, and uh, we got a pretty big story coming out down there. Actually, uh, Jeff, there's been a video out there of... uh, a couple, I think it was Vagos, if I'm not mistaken, being harassed by the police officers, and the video's been posted on our website. So we're going to be talking with uh, Jeff right now. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing just fine, Hollywood. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Now, that must have been quite something, man, because uh, we've seen both of the videos, and the one video you can actually see the cop with his gun drawn, and uh, from what we're hearing, there was uh, little uh, kids in there and everything. That was my granddaughter. Yes, sir. Man, what yeah. led up to that? Well, I can tell you as far as the weapon, well, I'm going to tell you what, as far as what led up to any of it, I don't, okay. We had, uh, earlier in the week, we had been, uh, I guess as local merchants, we had been warned that if the uh, Vagos were expecting a, what they call a, the or what the police department considered a rally here in the Fort Worth stockyards, and mm-hmm. uh, they believe they believe it would end up to be a turf war between them and the banditos. Well, we we had been putting patches on Mongols there for a couple of weeks now, and there's been absolutely no problems at all here in, in the uh, stockyards area. Mm-hmm. So so Friday we received uh, Friday evening we received a phone call from the Fort Worth Police Department saying you know uh. Just want to let you know the Mongols are going to be in the area, and if you have any trouble, either dial 911 or go outside and uh, flag down a police officer. Well, mm-hmm. we're working here Saturday. It's a typical Saturday. We have a mixture of one percenters. Uh, we have uh, independent riders. We have other uh, local clubs all in here. We have everybody mixing and mingling, everybody getting along good. Uh, we, we consider this neutral ground, and we just don't allow any, uh, don't allow any mess like that between clubs inside of our four walls. Right. So everything's going great. It's a typical Saturday. We've got, you know, we, we give away uh, 
fresh donuts in the, on Saturday morning. We give away free beer all day long. We uh we had barbecue out front. When the next thing mm-hmm. you know, we are just swarmed with police officers. I mean, swarmed with police officers. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went outside to see exactly what was going on, I was instructed to go back inside. Wow. <laughs> now, yeah. this happened out front of your building first? This all, Okay. This, from what I understand, there was a couple of Vagos prospects out in front of the building watching mm-hmm. their box, okay? Right. And I guess the police officers saw that, and the next thing you know, they swarmed. Just because they were outside watching the bikes. I guess just because they were Vagos. You know what I'm saying? They saw that. Uh, and, but there was absolutely nobody doing anything wrong. Absolutely uh-huh. nobody. Right. Now, so the audience understands, you're actually a biker-friendly establishment, am I correct? Oh, most, most definitely. We, uh, on a daily basis, we, uh, well, I guess we sell a lot of leather, leather goods out of here, but we sew, we sew patches while you wait here, uh, in the stockyards. We, uh, we, we sew patches for one percenter clubs, uh, support clubs, you know, independent riders. We sew patches for everybody in the local area. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, can you tell our audience, because after that video went up, and I will get into some more of the details uh, in a second, but, you know, you have that 50-50 split where you got, uh, you know, some people saying, well, it's the cop's job to profile uh, a biker to see if they're doing something criminally and stuff like that. But what you just told me was they were just standing there not doing nothing except wearing a patch. Exactly. So what would you what would you say to them type of people that uh, are out there uh, saying some stuff like that? Well, you know what, James? Let me go ahead and tell you now. Like I told you, we've been here since 1980, and I mm-hmm. and I also ride, I, I ride a daily. I ride a Harley Davidson uh, daily every day too. Mm-hmm. And I have heard so much about club harassment, and club harassment, and club harassment. And I'm just sitting here. You know, I've listened to the stories on a daily basis, and I really wouldn't think much of it at all. I really wouldn't think much of it at all because I, I'm, I'm not in a club. Mm-hmm. But then when it happened right under my nose, and to me personally here in our place of business, I thought, well, that's exactly, that's definitely a, a motorcycle club harassment right there. That's there was no reason for the harassment. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Right. Well, it's very real, and uh, like you said, until you see it happen, uh, you know, it, it comes like a big kick in the balls when you see it. But, uh, you know, those who are, who are not in the clubs aren't used to, uh, you know, the cops coming out profiling, harassing them, and, you know, you have 10 cops on one guy doing a traffic ticket stop because of the uh, backpatch they wear. So a lot of people are ignorant of how it goes down. And how did it make you feel though it happening right there in your business with your granddaughter? You know, I, you you were calm. Me, I've been flipping out. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm gonna tell you right now. You know, it still it still hits my heartstrings bad even when I think about it because you know the, what the baby was saying was you know don't shoot my papa, don't shoot my grandma Gladys. You know oh, that my kind gosh. of stuff. Yeah, it, it was it was and, and I never saw a reason for the man to have to jerk his weapon at all. There, mm-hmm. I mean, when I when I tell you there's just nothing there was it was it was over the top there was no reason for it right these guys now doing, what, wasn't there one in the bathroom that came out and they got right up on him for two oh, I think that that's quite, that was one of, that was one of the wino crew and they uh, wino crew yeah they're they're a local motorcycle club here in the uh, the, uh they've got a couple of cha- three I believe three chapters here in the Metroplex. 
Mm-hmm. And right. They took, they took him outside also. Oh, my God. It must have been. Now, was your wife and I think your mother, was she there too? No, no, no. Just just my wife and my granddaughter and my son. Okay, okay. And this is all going on in front of the kids. And oh, what did the cops say about that? Oh, they didn't say nothing about that. They did not say, like I said, I went out to see what was going on. And they instructed me, they instructed me uh, to come back inside. Mm-hmm. And then when and then when they came into the inside, uh, unfortunately, I can't give you the sergeant's name here. Everybody was here. We've been calling him Sergeant Steroids because he he was just like a drill sergeant. He came in with a little drill sergeant speech saying, "I mean, I'm, he's talking to everybody inside the shop. If he thought you'd think he's going to come here and take over, let me tell you something. We this is our this is our city." This, you're going to do things. If you so much as uh, make a left-hand turn without using your signal light, I'm going to haul your ass in. If you come to a stop sign, don't even put your foot down. Come to a complete stop, I'm going to haul your ass in. He was just giving like a, a drill sergeant type speech there. Mm-hmm. Like so a the Buford P. Thing, Justice, right? Oh, man, he was, he was just like Buford P. Justice, just exactly like him. And, <laughs> and the next thing you know, he lines them all up against the front window. Mm-hmm. Now that's where we started seeing the video, uh, the second video that came out. Okay. Yes, sir. The one where he's got his weapons drawn, and he's back behind him. Right, right. That was, that was uh, that was uh, the, those clubs were they were Vagos, uh, I can't one one Ken folk, and I believe one Wino crew and uh, a hang around for the Winos that they had all up against the front wall, and mm-hmm. they. They frisk searched every single one of them and didn't even find a weapon. Didn't even find a weapon at all. I'm a, excuse me, let me correct that. They did find like two pocket knives. Right, all oh, pocket knives. Now, you know, before we go on, can you explain to our audience because there's been some in the, I think it uh, came out in one of the mainstream media crap, and I don't even know if you talked to one of them uh, papers or news agencies, but they said. Uh, Something about uh, guns, and it's illegal in Texas if – see, I'm from Chicago, so this is a lot different to us. But uh, it's illegal in Texas if you're considered a gang to have weapons on you, even if you didn't do nothing wrong, if you you had all the proper stuff. Well, we uh, – here in Texas, you know, we have a concealed handgun. You know, we we, we're, we go and get a concealed handgun license. Right. And he made, he made it a point in his speech to let us know that – that, uh, if you are in a gang and you have a weapon on you, your concealed handgun license is void as of that time. And is that an actual law? Uh, well, I can tell you this right now. I don't know about it. I don't know where it's where it's written like that. But this is what the officer claimed. Yeah, they uh, just pulled it out of thin air because I'm wondering why the NRA ain't on that shit right there. Uh, and who and who and you know I've seen in the first video where. The, they were saying, well, one of the guys were saying, I don't know if that was you or not, saying, well, what about the Latin Kings or what about the Bloods and Crips, you know? You know, what gives them the right to, you know, like the Vagos, I don't believe they're on the Texas uh, uh, Department gang list. Uh, what gives them the right to say, hey, you're a gang? See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what list they are talking about because it's my understanding that the Vagos are not on the gang list here in the state of Texas. Right. So that's where it got a real confusion out there because, you know, 
we, you know, we reach about, you know, 1.2 million people a month uh, worldwide. So we get a lot of feedback on this. Trust me, we've been going nuts on this. And, you know, we really appreciate having you on to explain to our audience because you are an independent. And a lot of these people have, you know, preconceived notions about what one percenters are. Me, right. I, you know, was around them all my life and shit. They're just like regular hardworking blue-collar guys to me. Right. But, you know, yeah, it's true. Some, you know, clubs have bad apples, but it's not the freaking whole club. You know, it's a but, few but, just but like, I, just like the cop, you know. <laughs> but, but we have some, we have a few bad apples in the police force, too. Right. That's what I was just going to say. For everything that, uh, you know, a one percenter does, I can find three or four that a cop does. You know, you can find them daily yeah. of them being arrested for corruption, sex crimes, all that shit. So how were you treated by the one percenters? I'd really like that to get out there. Oh, let me just tell you something, Josh. Let me say something. We, like I we have we don't we have several one percenter clubs here in the Dallas Fort Worth area that come here and and, and shop here at our shop. Mm-hmm. And they, there has never, ever, ever have any kind of disrespect or anything from my mom, my dad, my sister, myself. Never there has there any been ever been any type of dis- disrespect. They have always showed the utmost respect for this place as far as it being neutral. There's been two separate one percenter clubs here at, at the same time, and next thing you know, they're talking to each other, they're shaking each other's hands, they're getting along and stuff. And, but what they do outside of these four walls may be different, but they've always showed the utmost respect inside of our four walls. Right. And I also heard it was reported in the Star-Telegram that uh, people were actually stopping with the Mongols, taking pictures with them, and the Mongols were all exactly. friendly with the citizens. Exactly. And... <laughs> so, you know, it's like, where are they putting this out of the air? Exactly. Exactly. Well, later on that day, later on that, uh, let me see that, later on that day, yes, later on that evening, uh uh, the Vagos, uh, the Vagos that were here went to a local eating establishment, eating establishment and walked in there and just so happened to notice that one of the officers that was there and some other officers were sitting at a table there close to them. And mm-hmm. in order to show that there was no hard feelings or anything like that, whenever these Vagos were leaving, they went over to the, uh, the service lady and told us that, hey, uh, you know what? We want to pick up their tab, and it was a hundred and three dollar tab, and they paid for it. Right. <laughs> so do you? They're going by the gaps, uh, you know, food and stuff to show no hard feelings. That's a long way from what uh, the cops try to portray them as, or the media exactly. is portraying them as. Exactly. Exactly. Now, do you know if there was any arrests made? I do know there was two arrests made out on the curb. Now, these were not guys that were inside of our shop here. These guys were these were two prospects for the Vagos. They were arrested. But let me just I want to tell you what so far what I've learned about that incident. That they were uh carrying weapons, uh uh carrying weapons and didn't have a license for it. But mm-hmm. the state that the state that they're from has constitutional constitutional carry. Oh, okay. So, so when they came here they wasn't aware that you had to have a Texas concealed handgun permit because from where they're from, it's, it's constitutional carry. And they were they were arrested because they had weapons on them. Oh, uh, okay. You know what? That's one thing you, you thought that the Republicans would have done for us by now, and I don't know the politics and stuff with you, but you think they would have got us a national concealed carry because, 
you know, they're from a constitutional state, and now all of a sudden you're going over to a CCW state. You know, it confuses a lot of people. For example, I I have a CCW, but mine's a Utah. I can carry in Wisconsin and every state around me except my home state of Illinois because they don't accept it. So what kind of shit is that? Exactly, exactly. So, but in your eyes, it was, see, to me, that's not even a, you know, that's just something they can try to, you know, show their dick size and shit against club members. But exactly. it sounds like you've got uh, Buford T. Justice down there. Oh, uh, no. And you know what, though? I can tell you, and like I said, I don't want to I don't want to give all police, police officers a bad name over this. I don't want to do that at all. But I will say that that day, Saturday, it was just, it was absolutely a, a big-time overreaction, a big-time overkill. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. It was all uncalled for. Every bit of it was all uncalled for. Everybody was getting along in here great. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, have they harassed your business after this? No, not at all. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't heard from nobody since that day. Even mm-hmm. after all these video postings and stuff like that has gone just everywhere, I still have not heard a word from the Fort, city of Fort Worth Police Department. Nothing. Yeah, those uh, postings went uh, viral, man. Between us, yep. Texas Biker Radio, everybody kicked them out. Uh, Popeye actually was there uh, from uh, Texas Biker Radio. Thank God he was. Uh, we haven't seen Popeye now, and he's with the Sons of Liberty Riders. Uh, mm-hmm. He hasn't seen him. So lucky, lucky for us, you know, he's out there speaking for all of our bikers' rights on a daily basis. And he just happened to come in that day, which was which was great timing for us. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, that was awesome timing, man. That's like a yeah. godsend right there. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, before we go, uh, what we, and you know what? That's another thing I wanted to get out there because I'm uh, getting your banners together and stuff, and we're going to plaster you right smack dab on the front page of our stuff for good because you guys are uh, – biker-friendly establishment and stood behind the clovers and you know what you guys do is just awesome i love the independent thing how you you know the clubs go in there respected and a lot of people have to understand that uh right. clubs and, are and, respectful what we've what we've always said for 38 years what we, what we've said for 38 years and we still mean it to this day is we've never turned a man away by, because of the color of his skin and we've never turned a man away from what what he wears on his back Everybody's welcome here at Wilson. Man, what what do you think uh, people should get out of this incident? Well, you know, watching the video, and you know what, one of the videos, and I had a slap. Uh, well, you know, slap, but uh, you know, kick back at a lot of people because you know these are new age. Uh, I call them the PC bikers now. You know, they've seen the swastika on the vests and stuff, but they really oh, yeah. don't understand what they mean. And right. <laughs> they jump to conclusions right now, nowadays. So, uh, but what do you think people should get out of this? Just, uh, this is just what I'll say. Be, uh, just be very aware that, it's, that it can happen to you anywhere you go to. I mean, this is, a, this is a biker apparel store, a biker place where you get patches, and it happened to these guys here at our place. This wasn't at a, this wasn't at a bar. This wasn't at a rally. This wasn't, this was in a biker apparel place, and it, and it went down in the drop of a hat. So just, just know that it can happen to you anywhere. And just because you're not in a club, I'm not in a club. And uh, mm-hmm. I was right smack dab in the middle of it. Also, my grand, right. my grand, eight years old, is not part of a club. She was, I mean, her, her and my son stopped by here to visit with us, 
and we're smack dab in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So, so just be aware. Eight be aware year old of baby, guys. man. Jesus yeah, Christ. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> now, did they have an attitude the whole time they were in there when they walked let, in? or? Let me tell you, I'm not going to say that they had an attitude. The guy that was leading the bunch, I believe, was with the Fort Worth Police Department, SRT, uh, mm-hmm. Special Re- Special Response Team, I guess it is. This guy was just major. You know how in the – you know what I'm going to be referred to when I say this. In, in the motorcycle club world, you have some of them guys that they refer to as being patch heavy, okay? Right. Well, this guy that was with this SRT that was leading the – man, this guy, somebody gave him one too many stripes, if you know what I mean. He was very patch heavy, very, very patch heavy, <laughs> big, time, big time attitude. And there was, there, was, there was nothing nice to anybody came out of his mouth, nothing. He had nothing nice to say to anybody. He was automatically just a big-time smartass. Right. Damn. You know, and people, you know, I actually did a video today on YouTube, why most bikers and civilians, they got attitudes towards uh, police officers. And that's one of the main reasons right there is the attitudes they present right away. Well, let me just tell you something. And that's what kind of shocked me was. With the attitude that he had and then him jerking his weapon when he did, I even told people, man, I I think he was trying to provoke an incident. You understand what I'm saying? Right. He could have handled, it was like he was he was trying to provoke an incident here. Mm. And you know what? The the sad, you know what? Doing that in front of men is one thing, but doing it in front of a little see that's the biggest thing that kills me out of oh, this. And I know with the I profile agree. and stuff, but it's the grandbaby because oh, I, I got agree. two of them. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I did an interview yesterday. It was all I could do to hold back my tears when we talked about my grandbaby today. It was all I could do because it, that, that's the point that still bothers me the most of, of all of it was my grandbaby was there to eyewitness all that stuff. Mm, right. And she could have got into the line or, or you know, or something went down. You know, you got, so I, I can hear you, man, because I got a five-year-old and, uh, you know, a two-year-old grandbaby. And goddamn, man, it, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's getting to the point in this country where cops don't understand they keep on pushing. It's going to get pushed back on them. That's, you know. that's what I'm exactly what I'm talking about. It's like he just wanted to keep pushing and pushing. And if you listen to if you listen to the, to, to the audio and all them tapes, you'll hear how how nice every single motorcycle club guy that was getting questions how they they're answering them very politely back. Mm-hmm. Every, they, they're they're not raising their voice to this officer. They're they're they're, he, they're doing everything very professionally. Right, they're answering them back with a very good attitude and everything. But his demands were just just. Rough. I mean, he was just, he was, he was definitely going, going through some like roid rage or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, do you know if they, uh, filed any, uh, complaints against the officers or do you know if, uh, Double D from the motorcycle, uh, profiling project, uh, got anything yet? I have, I, I, I will tell you this. It's been so, I, like I said, we got a place of business up here. So I've been conducting business up here. And then yesterday I had another, uh, uh, Interview, so it's I I haven't heard too much on that yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, let's hope they get on it, man. But uh, thank God Popeye was there, man, because Popeye yeah, he gets shit going, man. <laughs> okay, he'll definitely get the ball rolling. Popeye fights, but you know I want to thank you for coming on, Jeff. And again, everybody, go to our website, go check out Wilson's. That's where you want to go. Do you take, uh, you know, do you actually make patches too? Yes, we do. We we custom okay. make patches. We we install 
We sew them on on a daily basis while you wait. We let you drink free beer while you wait. <laughs> <laughs> now, if somebody wanted to order, uh, do you got a web store? No, we do not have a website. Okay, but you've got a phone number in case they wanted to, say, have you make some patches, because I'm going to be pushing you real hard. <laughs> okay, cool. So there you guys go, man. He makes patches uh, if you're down in the Texas-Fort Worth area. And I'm kind of surprised, because, you know, I've been around Darlington a lot, man. I love Darlington. And uh-huh. I went through Fort Worth and stuff like that, and it was never like that. Well, that was early 90s, though. But uh, anyway, you know, come check out Jeff over at uh, the Wilson's Leather. He's biker-friendly. Again, very biker-friendly. He stood up for these clubs. He got it on tape. He got the word out there. And, uh, you know, way to go, Jeff. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on and telling this story and getting it out there. Because <laughs> it's something that needs to be out there and be said, and, you know, especially from an independent that, you know, like you came out earlier and said, hey, I've heard about it, but I've never seen it until now. So it's exactly. James, so, now, thank you so much for having me, buddy. You too, man. And uh, I'll make sure to get all that stuff up for you, and I'll be pushing you hard, bud. All right. Thank you so much, James. Thanks, Jeff. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood about Charlie. Now, two days a week. Tuesdays and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com. Or the show is available on all major podcasting platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Hey there, this is Hollywood from the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to keep up with all my projects? Then head on over to my Twitter account, at Glow Hollywood. And don't forget to listen to Motorcycle Madhouse every Tuesday and Saturday on all iTunes, iHeartRadio, and all major podcasting platforms. Now let's take this show to the next level with our up-and-coming band segment. Remember, you can listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com or available on all major podcasting platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more.
good song right there man and i would like to really thank jeff from coming on uh, from wilson's leather and giving us his story letting us know uh, uh independence viewpoint of what he's seen at that store because too many times people out there especially independents don't understand what's going on out there with this motorcycle profiling crap and i really want again thank jeff for coming on 
his banner is actually on HarleyLiberty.com's uh, website. So if you're looking to get some patches made or you're looking to get some stuff sewed on, Jeff's the man to call. Biker-friendly business right there, man. He stood up, put his business on the line, letting that uh, video go all over the internet because you know how uh, Leo is and government officials are about payback time. So, again, thanks, Jeff, for uh, bringing that to us and giving us an interview. Now, we're going to get in there and talk with Brian from Bikers in Chains. Awesome uh, group up here in uh, Wisconsin area. Does a lot of charity work, and boy, are they old school when it comes to a party. So let's join in on the conversation and uh, see what's up with Brian. <laughs> what's going on, man? <laughs> oh, man, I just love the last post you made, man. Yeah, I think you put up Shade Tree uh, Mechanics, How to Be a Biker in oh, yeah. Four Steps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just the dumbest goddamn question in the world. What's it, what's it like to be? Either, either you are or you aren't, man. There's no fucking guidelines to it, you know. <laughs> There's no uniform. You know? <laughs> Man, you've got you had some really interesting posts the last couple of days. I actually based a video on one. I guess somebody freaked out over a freaking Swazi on a, a flag behind a bike. Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 that all came about because uh, like a day or so before that, some dude posted a picture of a shovel head. And it had a swastika flag in the background or whatever. And I guess people just lost their fucking mind over it. And I, you know, I thought to myself, I'm like, this is, this is a fucking biker website, you know, like, or a biker page. I mean, this is, this is normal. I mean, what, what's, what's the big deal here, you know? And right. so what, you know, took it upon myself the next day. I'm like, well, we're going to settle this once and for all, you know? And, and, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ, that post blew up, man. There was like 800 and some odd comments and everything from, from people, <laughs> you know, Losing their minds about the swastika to just, you know, you get a history lesson. Oh, this is where it truly came from. Like, yeah, it's it's some ancient Chinese symbol. That's why we're putting it on our shit, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know, and it, and it just, it went on forever. And then I actually turned the comments off because I was like, it, it's just getting out of control. And then Facebook took it down. And then all these guys coming out, oh, this, this is a liberal page because you won't let us talk. Dude. You know, it's like, you can only go so far on Facebook, man. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, before they like, try to shut down the group and shit, let me tell you, it just takes a few to try to do that shit. It really does. We got a policy on that group. If you report something, we ban your ass. You yeah, know, well, there's, no, there's no room for certain niches in here, you know? Right. You don't like it? Well, you know what? Going. Before we go on, I got to disclose uh, you are a member of uh, the BIC, which I love. It's a great charity organization up here. Good brothers and do a lot for the community and all that good jive. What has, you know what? In the last month, I've been going through it in my freaking head with some of the shit I get over at Insane Throttle. How the hell do you think this lifestyle has actually changed that we have to argue over this last? when everybody knows it was just there to fucking piss everybody off. <laughs> yeah, apparently it still works, you know. Uh, I don't know, man. The biker life, man, it's, it's it's all the same. It's still the same. I think I think what's really changed is 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 the general like view of the public. Like, uh, 
Now they feel like, whoa, no, I can do this too. It's no problem. I get a bike, I get a black leather jacket, and boom, bam, biker. I can just go out there and wave at people on the highway, and they're going to wave back, and we're brothers, you know. It's, no, dude, there's, there's more to it, you know. And I think a lot of these kids coming up, because I heard something on, on, on your deal where this kid was, was uh, you know, talking about, oh, I went to a bike night, nobody would talk to me, shit like that. I'm like, nobody fucking knew you, you know. Fucking right. introduce yourself to somebody. Oh, the I mean, one you know, that was get... whining, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, he had a couple good points in there about his bullshit and his generation, but God damn, was the whining bad. Don't get me wrong, man. I mean, the generation, well, you know, we're close enough in the same age group. Our generation, we came right after the Vietnam guys. Right. You know, and and by the way, I, I see a lot of people like, oh, when the old timers were around, those guys are still around. You've got to go to the clubhouses, man. They don't go out to the bars anymore. They stay at the clubhouse. They, they're in, they're behind the scenes, but those dudes are still there. That's what's awesome about this biker life or this, you know, culture, whatever you want to call it, is that the dudes that, like, really made it what it is, they're still mm-hmm. around. You can go talk to them. You can be like, hey, man, what was it like? And they'll tell you, you know? Exactly. But, I mean, it's not like, you know, the, the whole cowboy thing, you know? I mean, cowboys weren't. Ten been around since you know the 1800s, but mm-hmm. if you want to be a you know you want to know what the biker how it all started. Those dudes are still around, you know? right? I mean, and boy, you know, the, like, man, a lot of these people don't understand how much shit they had to go through. And they, oh no, shit! They're crying about profiling right now. They don't know profiling. <laughs> Them boys no, are the shit. ones that had to go through the shit. Yeah, well, and, and those boys, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't. Man, it, it was it was a lot less fucking around back then. Oh, you know, I mean, men were men back then, man. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, there was none of this fucking. You know, well, you know, I went and talked to my wife, and we decided. No, it was you were a fucking man. You did what the fuck you needed to do, and if you didn't like it, get the fuck away from us. And exactly. I think, you know, I think a lot of what's going on nowadays is is everything is so PC'd up. You know, if that's. Mm. The right term, you like everything is just so like. Well, let me make sure I don't offend anybody first. You know, I mean, right. <laughs> you know, it's like the swastika stuff. You know, well, you don't know what you know that that you know that you don't know what other people have gone through and this and that. I'm like, eh, nobody cares. You know, like it, it it was meant to piss you off. You know, why right. am I going to apologize for something I I was trying to fucking do? Well, you know, going I mean, back to the older generation and, and that swastika, a lot of people have to understand that it was a lot of the Vietnam vets coming back and putting that on because you had all these hippie uh, tree huggers out there spitting on them, calling them baby killers. So, yeah, I'd be pissed off, too. And it wasn't <laughs> even them. It was our own government. Our own right. government was kind of like, you know, hey, thanks, thanks a lot, guys. Now, now go back to society. Fuck you. You know, PTSD wasn't a thing. You know, right. I mean, I was I was never in the military and all that shit. Oh, dude, yeah, and that's a real thing. Oh, you're damn right. I know some orange ones. Yeah, I I know some dudes that, you know, they they you know, I guess when they came back, they never were quite right, and yeah, it's a it's a real thing. But right. like, like nowadays, it's like these people are just so so quick to just get offended and freak out and. And start throwing labels at you, and start throwing all this shit at you, and it's like, dude, it, it, it it's a it's a lifestyle of fun, you know. I'm not a white supremacist. I don't even have any Nazi stuff on me, 
But right. My brother does. You know what I'm saying? Or the guy standing next to me does. And mm-hmm. he's not really racist. You know, he might have certain views that seem racist, but right. you're acting like we're we're high, you know high stepping down the fucking main street. You know, yeah, it's like goose stepping down the shit. Goose <laughs> stepping, yeah. You know, our generation, you know, we're probably the last of it that was raised that way. How do you think this newer generation, these millennials, would have uh, fared under the Vietnam generation, them teaching them? Well, I mean, if you, if you, like I said, some of those dudes are still around. And I know some dudes that are in, they're in some pretty serious clubs when, and the, and some of those dudes are still around and, they act a different. They act differently. You can you can always tell who's raised a certain way, and I think it comes down to raise. I think you know a lot of good points are made. You know, I mean, if you're going to bitch about this generation, we well, got to bitch at their parents because they made them this way. Right. But I think it's it, it's it's a matter of of different. You know, it's just it they're different. You know, they're on the internet. You know, they're mm. they're they're all over social media. You know, so right. they get. I, all you know, I'm, all, I'm often out there all the time blaming our generation X for fucking raising these pussies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what it was is I think we went through the hard times, and, you know, you know, I was actually ta- talking to a, a brother of mine, and he was like, yeah, we went through it where we didn't have shit. It was always hard times, and then we turned around and overdid it where we wanted our kids mm-hmm. to have too much. And we fucked off right there. Not us personally, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, and it, you know, it's like, but fuck, what do you do? You know, I mean, society has 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 turned any kid that that throws a punch into a criminal. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, I don't have any kids. My girlfriend does, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, and and you know, I, you know, she'll tell him, oh, you know, if a, if a kid gets mad at you, just walk away. I'm like, yeah, fuck that, punch that kid. And he's like, you can't do that. the fuck out. <laughs> he'll get, yeah, he'll get arrested. I'm like, what do you mean he'll get arrested? He's eight, you know? I mean, he can get arrested. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's serious, you know? They're, 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 I don't know, man. They're like, they're trying to make everybody love each other. And it's like, man, that's mm. never going to work. No, <laughs> that's never going to work. I, personally, I don't think they're prepared for life. You know, even up into their 20s and 30s, they're still in a fantasy world. But uh, yeah. I just had uh, Wilson's on the last subject, and you know, with all the profiling that went down, they threw the guys, you know, a bunch of bagels up against the wall and shit for no reason. Actually, yeah. the story I got from him was the cops actually pulled in the parking lot, surrounded the prospects, because you know they were guarding the bikes and shit like that. Oh yeah. And they brought everybody inside where his, you know, granddaughter, eight-year-old baby in there. And dude pulls a gun. Everybody's seen that one. And, you know, you got half the people out there saying, well, if you didn't do anything wrong, you don't have to worry about it. And, you know, it's their job to profile people and shit like that. Uh, I actually had a debate that's coming out on that one. But uh, (laughs) then, you know, you come to find out, yeah, they did have guns on them, but they're from a constitutional carry state. They're all legal there, but they didn't know about the CCW in Texas. But now it comes out that uh, an El Paso jury just passed, if you're considered a gang member, you can't carry a gun. And that's stepping on constitutional rights. But not to go off on that hinge, in the video, everybody's seen what was happening, seen the guy draw his freaking gun. 
And instead of knocking on, and this is the generation below us, instead of knocking on the cops for doing it, they fucking uh, lasered in on the swastika on his fucking jacket, saying, well, all your uh, sympathy went out the door for putting that on your jacket. Now, how fucked up is that thinking? Well, it's because they don't think it could happen to them. You know, mm-hmm. they they don't understand that, you know, okay, if if you're saying that it doesn't matter what happened because that dude had a had a swazi and he was a member of a club and all this this and that well what what means you know what makes that okay i mean he's still got rights he's still an american he's still a a citizen what what gives the cops the right to do that i mean exactly if they can do it to them they could do it to anybody you know right. and and i think that's what i think a lot of you know, you know, generation me, you know, it's what they're missing the point. You know, like, dude, if it could happen to us or them or whoever, it could happen to you. You know, mm-hmm. get, get in the game. You know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. But, right. you know, it's, you know, those, those cops down there. I mean, well, first of all, I'm staying the fuck away from Texas after <laughs> the few years I've seen you'd stay the fuck out of Texas. But it's like an epicenter down there, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That <laughs> guy's a hero for cops, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They are not fucking around in Texas, but um, but yeah. I mean, like I told him, how, man. That one guy looked like sheriff. He was the real sheriff Buford T. Justice, and that motherfucker oh, down there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had he had the Duke boys, you know. He he got them, you know. But and you know, and what were they doing? Shopping for stuff. I mean, it's like. But, you know, general public, they're scared, you know. Right. They see an well, that's news one thing that, that actually came out in, and the mainstream media is not covering this. I think one covered it, where it talked about what was going on down there, and all the citizens were going up to the Mongols, wanting pictures, and the Mongols would actually sit there and take pictures with them. They were being cool about it. And then you got the cops going out there, all their gang members, murderers, and shit like that. And like I always say, man, you know, yeah, you're going to have one or two or maybe three or four freaking guys in a national club doing some stupid shit. You know, you can't lay that on everybody, man. Oh, (laughs) Well, you're in a club, you know. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's like for every, every one bad deed, there's... There's never you, they'll never forget it, you know. For everything right. you've ever done, it's it's right there at the tip of their tongue. But you can do a million good things. I can't think of one thing, you know. I mean, it doesn't matter exactly. how many toy drives you do. It just oh well, you know, you you woke up the neighbors with your loud bike, you fucking criminal. You know, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You know, and, <laughs> I, yeah, it's you know the Mongols. I mean, you know, I mean, are they a scary looking club? Yeah, sure. They've been on Gangland. They've been in documentaries, but. At the end of the day, I mean, I don't know them personally, but mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet, that, you know, there's some halfway decent dudes in that club that are just regular guys who go to work and ride motorcycles and, like, have a good time. Right. And to sit there and, oh, you're a gang. Really? You know, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. I guess I would say to the cops, like, well, if they were so so hardcore criminals and stuff, well, why do these things? You know, why... Mm-hmm. Why why have the public come to you and take pictures and stuff and, and throw events? If you're a hardcore criminal, why do these things? You know, even right. you know, to get us on your side? I mean, you know, I mean, if they're that well, hardcore, what's even funnier is Wilson in the last segment, the guys that were in that video, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I think the two were arrested for the gun charge, but the other ones, they were actually at a restaurant, and those cops that uh, gave them all the shit were there. They actually ended up buying their meal and said no hard oh. feelings. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was yeah. like a hundred and something dollar uh, shit, Wilson said. hundred dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, I told him to go piss off and piss them under coffees, but uh, hey, he bought, bought, he, bought the, he, he bought the biker's meals? No, the bikers bought the cops' meals. Wow. The guys who were in the video wow. actually turned around and said, hey, no hard feelings about the cops' their meals. Wow. Well, you know, hey, man, they're more stand-up than I would have been. Well, you know, that's more southern shit. Up, us up in the Midwest, we'd be pissing and spitting in their shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I might not have, I might not do anything, but I sure in the hell ain't going to buy your meal for you. You know, right. I, fuck you, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, that that whole scene down there is just crazy. You know, right. with, with all that goes on, I just I can't even wrap my head around it. Man, I'm just glad I live in Wisconsin. You know, <laughs> we all get along. <laughs> well, you know, you're the owner of the biker life, and you know, looking at your numbers, you're at thirteen thousand in just what a month or two. You're killing it out there, man. What's making the group explode like it is? Me, I like it because you, you know, you get to see a lot of ass and you know, a lot of grass and good shit. You know, right? And, well, I have seen some of the people that bitch about uh, there's too much ass on here. They must be fags in my eyes, though. But whatever. But uh, what has made it grow so much? Honestly, I think it's just you keep you keep everything you keep everything you know, to the core. You know, you don't you don't allow people to start talking about politics and other stupid shit. You get off mm-hmm. track. I mean, if you want to talk about politics and world affairs or whatever, I mean, if it's like biker politics, you know, you want to talk about, you know, what's happening in, like, say, in Texas or whatever, even if you want to post a ride about, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, bikers for Trump, you know, go for it. But right. as far as, like, just general jerk-off conversation, save it for somewhere else, man. Not interested. And, right. you know, yeah, there's tits and ass, and there's, you know, photos of people enjoying recreational, you know, stuff. And, you know, I mean, it's it's biker stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's supposed to be that. You know, I mean, right. a lot of these other pages, I don't want to talk shit about them, but at the same time, they, they start going off track, you know. There's a mm-hmm. biker page, and they're talking about, you know, Congress. You know, it's like, oh, who cares? You know, I'm a biker. I don't give a shit about politics. Right, you know? right. Kind of for myself. But <laughs> right, you know. Well, yeah, your yeah. group, man, sticking to the core, it's really blown up. And you're right; you should keep the politics with the, you know, the biker news sites and you know the news sites and shit like that. But uh, your right. site, man, you just keep it freaking on. And yeah. you know, you must be worldwide right now with your uh, people in there. Oh, I absolutely am, and that's and that's probably like the the strangest thing for me is like you know having conversations with people in India. You know, because they'll message, you know, like you, well, you probably know what I'm talking You get these messages right. and people want to, like, you know, become your friend and stuff. And, you know, whatever, you know. If I got time, I'll, oh, yeah, hey, man, what's up? But um, just, you know, like, it's it's the the lifestyle, I guess you could call it, or the culture is kind of the same everywhere, you know. Uh-huh. Dudes just want to ride their bikes and have a good fucking time. Right. You know. And have no, you got no, the no, culture shock yet for talking with everybody from uh, different uh, countries? Because a lot of people don't understand this, especially in the United States. What we do here is one way, but 
how they do it in the other parts of the world is a lot different than what we do here. What we would think is normal is not normal to them. So you've got over the culture shock yet? Well, yeah. I mean, because I've, I've kind of been, you know, I've been uh, watching YouTube. Like Dibber in the Wind. You know, I'll watch right. Dibber in the Wind stuff. I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you'll see all these, just the way different cultures work and how these guys, you know, do pretty much the same thing we're doing, just in a different sort of way. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the biggest culture shock is seeing how how much they, they idolize us, the American biker. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's weird because it's like, you know, you don't think that you're, you know, if you're a biker in America, it's sort of like, I don't know, I don't want to say no big deal, but, I mean, you know, it's kind of normal. But right over there, it's like, you know, people look at you strange or whatever. I mean, like India and stuff like that, because, you know, they're over there. And that's what's crazy to see, you know. And actually, I was at the uh, 115th up in Milwaukee. And it was amazing seeing all these Chinese clubs. You know what I mean? Fucking just oh, blew wow. my mind. You know, I mean, there was, God, there must have been, I mean, Chinese or uh, China, uh, Indonesia, uh, Mexico, Mexico must have just a huge bike scene down there. There is oh, like yeah, a lot yeah, of that's Mexico huge clubs. down there. That's in oh, Cuba, yeah. South America. That's huge. Oh, yeah. And we're all doing the same thing. You know, we're all at the same event doing the same stuff. It's it's kind of cool to see because, you know, I mean, shit. You know, we have a hard time getting five guys to want to go hang out at the 115 because it's so boring to us, you know. I mean, I mean, not boring, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, it's fucking Milwaukee, so what? I've been there ten times this month, you know, and... It is what right. it is, but, I mean, these guys came from China just to be here and walk around and look at the museum, and, eh, we take things for granted, I guess, is what I'm right. trying to say. We take things well, for granted. Well, you know, well, you imagine taking them to a real uh, old-school biker raz, man, going out to the woods, getting the kegs going. <laughs> I think they'd go nuts, man. I think they'd be in heaven, them foreigners. <laughs> oh, they would. They would. But I bet you they throw some parties, too, you know? I'm mean, right. Well, I don't know what Dibs they're doing. Told, Dibs has told me about some parties, man. Let me tell you over in England. <laughs> you know, yeah, even with yeah. his Malta videos, the way they're doing it over in Malta is a lot different than we do. And, you know, they partied up there, man. I, you're, they can drink some yeah. fucking beer, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't have little, yeah. you know, glasses. They got them fucking five-foot steins they drink out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, being in Wisconsin, we're known for being like, you know, the drinkers of the United States. We ain't shit compared to half the fucking <laughs> countries in Europe, man. Those guys, just, you know, shit. <laughs> Boy. I remember uh, when I was with the Pistons, man, some of the guys from Germany came over and introduced me to Dortmunder Ritter. You know, I don't know if you ever, you know what Dortmunder Ritter is, man, but it only comes in them half yeah. and goddamn, man, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 they, yeah. Their alcohol content's a lot higher over there. <laughs> well, fuck, man. But uh, in closing, man, uh, what kind of advice you got? Uh, give some of those on your group and some of them out there uh, listening worldwide. What's that? What kind of advice can you give somebody here in the group and uh, those around worldwide uh, that uh, might be following you? What kind of advice would you give them about uh, not being so pussyfied, man? Man, just. My biggest my biggest piece of advice is just have fun with it. You know? I mean this whole this whole biker life thing, this whole culture is about having a good time, you know. 
when you start having a good time and you're worried about image and you're worried about what the other guy's doing, that's when it's, then what are you doing? You know, you got into this for the main reasons that we all do a lot of things to get fucking laid. Let's be honest. Right. We didn't get on motorcycles, not expecting to get laid. Exactly. You know, and if you ride a motorcycle, then chances are there's a couple fucking screws loose in your head because, you know, it's a dangerous thing to do. So, you know, well, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're going like, eight miles an hour looking down at you know six inches. You got that going down the ground, man. It's it's no joke. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, First, I mean, I think people have made too much out of it, man. They've tried to freaking, you know, put too much into the lifestyle that it was really never about. Oh, yeah. And you get those 50-some-year-old rubs that have never even been close to this lifestyle, but now they're at that age where when they put on a Harley shirt and they grow a fucking Fu Manchu, they become, you know, Sonny Barger, and, you know, they're going to, oh, this is how it is, and this is how it should be. It's like, dude, shut up. You sound <laughs> stupid. Let these kids go out and have a good time, you know? They're right. going to do wheelies on dinas or fucking ride sport bikes or whatever. Just let them do it, man. That's their youth. That's This is the time they're supposed to do dumb shit. Let them get away with it, you know? Don't, right. you know, start talking trash to them because all it's going to do is turn them off from, you know, the culture, you know? And they're going to get sick of it or they're going to think it's, oh, it's just filled with a bunch of grumpy old men. Fuck that, you know? Have right. a good time. Well, there's you know? nobody that can party that as a grumpy old man, man. Let me tell you, <laughs> dude, you ain't fucking shitting, man. I know some boys that are, you know, well, not twice my age, but you know, they're they're up there in age. You know, considered, you know, they get discount coffee at, at McDonald's, and them boys will fucking outlast anybody. I mean, right. holy shit! I'll tell a quick story, man. Real quick, fucking, I met this one dude, and he's a he's a he's from a different part of the country. And I met him at a clubhouse, and, you know, I was a little intimidated because, you know, he's one of the intimidating bikers, you know, about, you know, six foot six and, you know, 250 pounds. He's got the beard and all the, ta- you know, it's like, oh, shit, this guy's, you know, this guy ain't fucking around. And, dude, after five minutes of meeting the guy, we were best friends. We partied all fucking night long. I got, I got over uh, where I was at. At like eight o'clock at night, I look down at you know my phone. I'm like, holy shit, it's three in the morning. I gotta work tomorrow. I gotta be at work in three fucking hours, man. He's like, oh man, I already have a good time. He carried on for two more days. It's like, holy shit, that's that generation. Oh holy man, you shit. know what that? You know who that reminds me of? And yeah, again, when I was a pissed and there was an outlaw, he was flame. You know, I had the flame mm-hmm. up and up and okay. And real older guy, you know, he passed away, you know, got you know. Yeah. But god damn that man can party, dude. And at first oh, you're no. real fucking intimidated because he's the older generation. He's a crazy fucker. But uh yeah. next thing you know, man, he's getting you drunk, hey kid, do this, gay you know, because I I got to do it when I was a prospect and shit. And me prospect and I love prospecting because it was the most fun time that I had anyway. Because uh, I got to meet everybody from around the nation, you know, I was at the right pumpkin on. party and shit like that. So I really love prospecting. I don't know why people are scared of it, but uh, yeah, that was the kind of guy. <laughs> what you were talking about, Flame was man, crazy oh, fucker. Yeah. That's what real yeah, bikers and, were all about. And I guess that would be like my, you know, like another piece of advice is, man, these guys are still out there. These these crazy asshole bikers that just. You know, the party hasn't stopped. You know, it started in 72, and it's still going on. 
And those are the guys you want to get to know. You know what I mean? Those are the guys you want to, like, hang out with because, dude, they don't care. You know, they know who they are. They don't give a shit who you are. You know, they're just like, hey, man, we're having a good time. You know, why are we right. why are we parking so hard? Because it's fucking Tuesday. That's why. You know, and <laughs> hang out with those guys. Those guys know what's up. Exactly. It's party before um day with them, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. These guys sipping fucking N.A. beer at a fucking bike night, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know? They're just, the wife said it was cool if they went out tonight, so that's what they're doing. But right. know, hang out with the other guy. <laughs> you know? Talk to those guys. Yeah, well, how scary did, and stuff, but. How did your uh, uh, strip poker run go? Oh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, we raised about, God, I, I don't remember the exact number. It was, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of just over, just under three grand. Our turnout was kind of low because of, you know, we had rain, right. but everybody had a really good time. There was no drama. Nobody got hurt or, you know, crashed the bike or anything, got in trouble. It was just, it was just a really good fucking time. You know, awesome. we, we had three grand. That's awesome right there, man. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for a group of dudes in Janesville, Wisconsin, that just throw an event, you know, we just handed. Uh, the oh god, I'm trying to remember the correct way to say this. The Domestic Survivors Center in Beloit, you know, a check mm-hmm. like here, here you go. You know, we just did this, you know, and we don't get any national or or even local media attention, really. You know, mm-hmm. it's just we just do it. You know, it's just something you do. Well, yeah, and satisfaction, um, I hope, in the people. Well, yeah, yeah, that's and that's why you do it. You know, mm-hmm. and. I guess that's, you know, ties in, you know, when the cops say, oh, you know, they only are doing this for this reason. Well, no, we're doing it because we want to do it. You know, it is what it is. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good time, dude. Oh, uh, that, um, you still, uh, you still, uh, work with Dave? Or Dave? Yeah. With the, oh, yeah, uh, Dave. He was on yeah, there, right? Oh, rock on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm hoping, uh, I'm, well, my license should be reinstated because, uh, with the seizures, they uh, hit me in Illinois with a six-month uh, freaking uh, license suspension, mm. uh, medical thing. So I yeah. wish I freaking Wisconsin's only ninety fucking days, man. I should move up there. <laughs> right? It, yeah, yeah. No, I think a lot yeah. less up there than it is here, man. But uh, yeah, he was talking about uh, how much fun he had on that one. I think he was going to the open house one too. Yeah, he never made it to that one. You know, no. I mean, he's got, you know, no, nah, he's got white pit stuff going on. You know, oh, we, we okay. talk on Facebook from time to time, and he's like, man, I can't do it. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it, man. When you can, you yeah. can, dude. I'm telling you, but even he was like, history, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've known him before at a couple different parties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's a cool dude. And see, I guess, I don't know, that would be, you know, something else. Like, like he's a younger guy. Like, I don't know how old he is. He's probably in his late 20s, early 30s. You know, right. he rides a Harley, and he wears a helmet, and he's got all the stuff. We don't give him a hard time for it. We don't cancel him. Oh, you're pussy. No, I mean, it's, dude, he's just, he showed up, he, you know. Showed up, gave cool support. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. You show up. He's also a vet, you know, too. Have some beers. Yeah. Huh? He's also a vet. I think he served in country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, I don't know, he, he's rattled off to me before what he's done, but, I mean, he uses, you know, I, I haven't been in the military, so I don't know what some of the terms mean. I just, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, you know. Right. But, yeah, he's, well, that's one thing I got to give the generation, and, you know, I got to give him a toss out on that, you know, not the biker stuff and not their politically correct shit, but that generation is the one who fought uh, the Afghan, well, shit, it's still going on, but the Afghan, yeah. I 
doors and shit. So I got to give them that kind of credit. But that uh, PC shit that was on the video, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. It's like you got half and half out there, man. Half were raised right and the other half were raised dumbasses. Yeah, but every generation's got that. You know, in the 60s, you had you had hippies, but yet you still had the guys who went to Vietnam. Right. You know? Exactly. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, it's it's every every generation has its good and bad. But, yeah, no, there's a lot of rock-solid fucking dudes. Like, we've got two dudes in our club that are in their 20s, and they're fucking rock-solid guys. You know, one of them's, okay. you know, a vet, and the other one isn't. But, I mean, they're both rock-solid dudes, man. You know, I trust them with my life, you know? I mean, we've been in some fucking hairy situations, and they've been right fucking there. They're not pussies, you know? So, yeah, not everybody, you know, under 30 or under 35 is a pussy. It's just... It seems that the pussies are really goddamn loud, especially <laughs> online. You know what I mean? That's They're really right. loud. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, eh? Well, Brian, you know what? I appreciate having you on and stuff like that. I'm really happy that, you know, you took the biker life, to, you know, to the fucking mountaintop, man. You just keep on climbing out there. And it's nice to actually be able to go to the page. And, you know, I like sharing a lot of the pics on the uh, – the Instagram and trying to get them over to you and you pick out some pics, dude. You got to look for fucking broads, man. Let me tell you. So, my, and you, you put a lot of that are very, normal. Huh? You put a lot of chicks up there that are normal. You know, the ones that, you know, the old bikers are into like me and chick. You can not those ditzy, you know, pit stuff yeah. model ones and shit like that. Oh, you yeah. put out some real shit, man. Hey, man, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm in a relationship and I'm engaged, but you know what? I'm still a dude and I still like looking at it, you know, and every biker does, in my opinion, you know, I mean, it, it, you never outgrow it, you know, because it's, oh, yeah. it's excitement, you know, it's excitement seeing that, you know, 20 year old chick that's just covered in tattoos and free as shit. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'd have to eat like six blue pills and, you know, a monster, <laughs> but, you know. I give it a go, you admit, you know, man, these younger, these younger ones in their 20s and 30s, they look better than when we were in our 20s and 30s, man, these women. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I, can't, I, I don't know. Hey, hey man, I say, hey, you know, it's all pink in the middle. You know, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some of these chicks, man, I tell you, they're, holy fuck, man. I mean, I don't know. You know. Like, you know, I've got to watch what I say, but you know, <laughs> I'm being recorded. <laughs> Are you going to be listening to that in that damn fucking uh, car of yours and knock the fuck out of you? Yeah. <laughs> Would you what say? did you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, CDC. And then, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Rock on, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate right. you having you on, bud, and uh, this will be airing on Saturday and stuff like that, and you'll be with uh, William and right. brother and shit, but, you know, keep up on the biker life, man. It's like I come on on the morning or in the afternoon after having a coffee, I was like, okay, what the hell can Brian do it now? I get all my laughs out of that. I was like, dude, he's kicking him in the balls again. <laughs> yep. Well, that's just it. I mean... I'm not going to pussyfoot around with these guys. I mean, I don't care if you're, if you're here or not, you know? I mean, <laughs> fuck you, you know? I mean, come on. It's the, it's the Internet, man. Why are you taking it so seriously? Right, you know, but, right. Exactly. Yeah. No, you man, got any uh, fucking... club events coming up for the public you want to put out there? Well, yeah, we got the uh, – well, we actually have a toy ride uh, October 6th. Um 
you know, we're just doing a ride from our clubhouse to a uh, to a couple bars. We're going to have a party at one bar, Darien, called Farmers Inn. And mm-hmm. uh, that's our, our next event. Uh, we'll have more, obviously, at some point, but... <laughs> We're always no, I usually something. I usually share it on the the page or on uh, Instagram. Anyway. Oh yeah, so oh, we appreciate uh, you gotta give, that. You got you to give me a banner, man, so I to put up there. So <laughs> that way to be up there permanently. <laughs> yeah, we, I, <laughs> well, I, I have over the past year, I've sort of uh, taken over the. I don't know how do you want to get the 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 uh, like I'm like I'm like the public officer, sort of speak. Like I make the public relations. Yeah, yeah, public relations. I don't know. So I'm sort of just now working on, like, trying to do, like, you know, professional-looking flyers and stuff. So, you know, uh-huh. bear with us. You know. Well, use uh, just, Floater for that, man. It's free, and uh, you can get all the cool graphics that you see on Insane Throttle. That's how I use this. What's it called? F-O-T-O-R. Oh, oh okay. And it's like free. Rotor with an F. Yeah, and, you know, you can make all the cool shit on there, and it's fun stuff. It takes you about a day or two to learn. It's basically copy and paste shit. Oh, okay. uh, With that, man, thanks for coming on. It was awesome as always, man. (laughs) Hey, man, I appreciate it, dude. You guys guys over there do a lot for for the BIC, the Brothers in Chains, and, you know, and the biker life for that matter, you know. I mean, that's probably why we're as popular as we are. I mean, I can always tell when you mentioned us in a video or something because we'll get like 10,000 or like, well, it usually averages if if you somehow post either, either make a post saying, you know, the biker life, yada, 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 I got this picture, or you talk about us on a podcast or something, we'll get five 600 members asking to join. Like, like every time you do it, it's like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I support you, dude. Uh, you know what? Not only are you guys uh, a great-ass fucking club, but uh, you're a good guy, and you keep it old school, man. There ain't a lot of people that do that, man. So that's a few far between now. <laughs> so, but cool beans, man. I appreciate it, Brian, and uh, I'll let you go. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Bye, right, man. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and check me out over on Biker Angle. Also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle crack wide open. Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over one million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Here's to a whole lot of celebrating. Crisp whites like a floral Sauvignon Blanc pairs perfectly with shrimp cocktail and other light appetizers. Now that's how you kick off a holiday meal. Don't stress about choosing the right wine for a meaningful gift. Consider me your wine concierge. As you check off that gift list this holiday season, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Cheers! Holiday tips and wine stories from Kristen and Paul at Total Wine & More. The sweetness of a maple-glazed ham paired with a bourbon barrel-aged Cabernet. We went there. Now my taste buds are hopping. I can help you impress the boss with a great bottle of wine. Here's to a raise in 2019. As you check off that gift list, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Come explore at our 12 Northern Virginia locations. Now open in Reston at Plaza America Center, across from Whole Foods. Shop online at TotalWine.com.